0: Welcome to the Highlight Zone Podcast, I'm Reese Van Haften. Brooke Jaworski has only been out of high school for two years, but she is still leaving her mark on the track. If you remember her time at Wausau West, she set the standard for running in the state of Wisconsin. Jaworski won a state championship in the 400 meter three times, the 200 meter two times, the 300 meter hurdles, and the four by 400 meters. Brooke has faced all sorts of adversity. She only had three years to set those records because her senior year, she was dealing with injuries. Anyway, let's get right to Reliving Moments part four with former Wausau West standout, Brooke Jaworski. I wanna start from the very very beginning. I wanna go way back and ask you what made you get into running?
1: Oh, geez, that was such a long time ago. Like, um, I just for as long as I can remember, I've always been involved with sports. I've been very blessed to have parents that always encouraged that for me. Um, I, I don't know, I think WESA soccer is still going on, but that was some of my earliest sports memories. And as for track and running, um, I would also I would do the little Olympics, the Kiwanis little Olympics over at DC Everest. And that's kind of like, kind of where it started. I remember like doing those events every year and it just became a tradition and uh the more I did sports, the more I realized that sport was kind of or running was kind of like my strong suit. So my dad trained me and provided me all these opportunities. Um, my family took me places and it just kind of become such a big important part of my life.
0: At what point did you realize from I'm just running to I'm Actually a superstar at this. I'm really good.
1: (laughs) Oh, geez. Maybe, I mean, I don't know, maybe middle school. Um, That's when I started getting a little bit more competitive and it was more structured um, compared to like the little track meet that we'd have in elementary school. Um, That's when I kind of started getting way more serious with it and doing the conference meets and traveling to the Badger State games and the AAU, USATF stuff. Um, But, yeah, that's when it kind of started to take hold in my mind that this is something that I can really be serious in and, you know, uh, see where it goes.
0: Now, I don't believe I was here for – no, I wasn't here for your first few years at West, the freshman and sophomore years. So walk me through what your freshman and sophomore years were like at Wausau West, what experiencing State for the first time was like.
1: Oh, yeah. So um, ever since I had been in middle school – My goal was to always beat the state record my freshman year, just smash it, you know, just break that thing because it's been standing and it had been broken just the year before I had gotten into high school. And um, for me, I always try to set my goals as high as possible. And every time I step on the track, just get a little bit closer, no matter if it's through technique, through time, just always get a little bit better. Um, My freshman year, um, I had a great team. I remember I had some great seniors that helped me. I feel comfortable when I got on the team. I'm a great coach. Coach Mawson is still there coaching. I miss him a lot. Um, I remember it being a very positive experience and getting to that state meet and kind of no one really knowing who I was. And um, coming onto the scene was just a very empowering moment for me. And it kind of opened doors that I had never seen before in track. And it has ultimately brought to me where I am today.
0: And that led you up to your junior year of high school, which was the year you exploded on the scene. We'll get to how rough the senior year was, not necessarily because of your talent level, but because of injuries. But walk me through that junior year, building up to the state state tournament, state championships, where you knew this is the year where things are going to click.
1: Yeah. So junior year was a very interesting year for me. Um, Academically, junior year of high school is definitely one of the more stressful years. So I remember I was more stressed I've ever been in my entire life with, you know, trying to get into schools and have good grades and being rec- the recruiting process started. And it was just like, it was just a lot at the time. And I was so stressed out. It was really hard for me to start focusing on both. And I was like, my gosh you know like so I really like poured myself my extra time like into track and just focus on it because it was an escape for me from all the stress um from school and just outside life and that was also the year that I had picked up hurdles um I remember I had dabbled in it you know over winter training a little bit just to see what it was like and I never really thought about it Throughout the season anymore. I'm um, just stuck with my 200, 400 long jump. You know, just the typical uh, event day for me. I remember um, we have a city meet at Wasa West with, with like I think five teams, five local teams. Wasa West, Wasa East, DC Everest. You know, the whole shebang. And Coach Mossens was like, "Hey, how about we throw you in hurdles just to see what it's like?" So um, I got to start and I was so nervous. I ended up running the state record my first time competing in it, which was just crazy. And that was kind of like a start of some good positivity in my life at the time. because I was just so stressed. I was like, OK, this is a breakthrough. Like, let's just keep keep it rolling, keep it rolling. And by the time I got to the state meet, I was I was like, what, like my fourth, fifth time running the race. So it was it was a whole new experience, a new feel for the state meet because I was doing something I had never done before on the big stage. And I just remember that meet being so great. Um, It was amazing. Yeah, it was, it really turned out to be a great season.
0: For sure. And then the 300 meter hurdles, if I remember correctly, I don't remember times because that we get old and we forget these (laughs) things, but you not only broke the record, you shattered the record. Do you remember the time and what was that race like?
1: The first time I broke it?
0: uh at the at the state championships
1: I think I ran like a 41 four it was something like that I remember there were I think throughout the meet I broke it like in prelims and then in finals again I can't remember I'd done that for the 400 as well so I was like I can't really remember but um I remember after my finals race in the three number hurdles one of the um track officials who's always been there uh just for all uh, Wisconsin track had put me on the phone with the previous state record holder and she had competed at Mizzou and it was really nice to talk to her. And just, she's a great woman, just kind of her guidance. And she congratulated me. So it was, it was really cool. Just to, like see this whole thing come full circle.
0: What what was that conversation? Like, I know you gave us a taste of it a little bit there, but it was, Was it just, hey, congratulations, or was there some in-depth, like some advice? What was the conversation?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, she was so congratulating, so, so very kind, and she had uh, gave me some guidance going into the recruiting, the more intense part of the recruiting process, because I was getting done with my junior year, and it was time to start going on recruiting visits and things like that, and she just gave me some good advice and, you know, stay true to yourself and um, choose a place that you're going to be comfortable And um, yeah, it was just really encouraging and nice to have because it's not easy going through that process alone.
0: And we talked about the 300, 300 meter hurdles, but we also had the 400 where you broke the record there as well. What kind of whirlwind is it like when you're at this event where things are just rolling along and we're going through event after event after event and all of a sudden you're just breaking these records? What kind of a whirlwind was that like?
1: It's like the runner's high. That's just what every runner aspires to do. You know, just uh, do your best every single time you can go on that track. And Wisconsin track is on like any other track meet that I've been to—the state track meet where those stands are packed, and you have this whole sense of community throughout the state. You know, no matter where you're from, people know you and they're cheering for you no matter what team you're on. And it's just—it's just—I love the state track meet. I wish I could go back and re- do it all over again because it was such a, such a great. Um, experience but yeah the electricity in that stadium on finals day on Saturday is always amazing um, it's always nice and hot uh, down in lacrosse you <laughs> can always count on that or a thunderstorm you know but um, yeah just great because you know it's like the epitome of the track season and that's where you want to do your best and uh, I've always done my best at that meet and I'm so grateful to have had those opportunities. I'm
0: looking at your uh, bio right now, and it says you won the 400-meter three times, 200-meter twice, 300-meter hurdles once, and the 4x400 at the state tournament. Which one of those was your favorite title?
1: Oh, geez. One of the most memorable ones was definitely the 4x4 my freshman year, you know everything was so new so fresh to me and i was just a freshman and um there was just a lot of you know attention on me to see like what what does this girl do who is she you know just a lot of uncertainty surrounding me um but i remember uh team score wise we were up in the ranks up in, i think top 3 or such i think it was something like that and it came down to the four four to see if we could get a podium spot and a, a trophy for the team and um at the time we had just kind of like a hodgepodge group of girls. One girl had transferred from somewhere in Texas that year. And then we had a senior Alyssa Fawcett who was getting prepared to run for Minnesota the next year. And a girl, Caitlin Deaton, who had transferred from Newman Catholic and couldn't compete in varsity the year before. And then little freshman me. So it was just kind of this unique group of girls and, we ended up breaking the state record and I remember crossing the finish line. We're all looking at the board and we saw the time and we were always so happy. That was one of my happiest moments, um, definitely for state track, despite all the individual titles. Like, you know, you can't really replace the team feeling of doing, accomplishing something together.
0: Knowing the person you are and watching you grow up through the years, the team title is you mentioning the team title doesn't surprise me at all. But uh, uh, the Gatorade, the Wisconsin Gatorade Track and Field Player of the Year. Let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, obviously, that's not something easily won, especially with so many athletes in the track on the track. What 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 type of honor was it like to win that award?
1: It was just a blessing in disguise, you know. Um, I'm never one to, uh, to be all flashy and you know, like here's what I can do. It's just kind of I do what I do and I go through it silently and humbly and to get that award, just it was a great recognition, especially for my school. Um, I got I got a big banner it's hanging up in the the field house. So it it wasn't so much uh, a award for me, but it was also a award for the community and team that I come from. Because um, you know it takes a village to bring up um, an athlete like me. So it was not only award for myself, but award for everyone who had helped me along the way
0: you're talking about these people that helped bring you up along the way. Are there, are there any names that come to mind at this time?
1: Oh, geez. There's so many. Cause you know, like this, if I wasn't in track, I was in basketball, I was in cross country and they all knew and supported my track career. And I had so many professors and teachers and family friends and middle school coaches, like my family, like I, it's just impossible to name them all, but yeah, the city of Wausau, um, has definitely helped me in so many ways. And I miss it every day. <laughs>
0: you said, I, I think it was your dad, you said, helped train you along the way too, or was mm-hmm. it your mom? What does he mean to you as a, not only a father figure, but as a coach?
1: Yeah. He's always been there like through every sport that I've competed in. He was my a little league soccer coach. He was always there on the sidelines for my cross country meets. Um, he was always there every single basketball practice, you know, he was always present and, Man, it just, like, I don't know. It, like, the bond that we have is so strong through sport. Like, even him being my dad, like, it's gotten so much better, and I'm so thankful for him.
0: Let's move forward to your senior year. This is the year that you probably are just upset the way it all went down because yeah. there was so much potential. The records you broke, you probably could have broke again, broken again, but mm-hmm. you had to deal with some injuries. I believe it was something with a leg. I don't remember everything.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So what was it like going through a senior year where you knew there was so much potential yet you just couldn't get to it because your body wouldn't let you.
1: Right. It's something that I had never experienced before. And as I got in college, I obviously have experienced some of that even more, but you know, in any athlete's career, you're going to have injury. You're going to have some type of adversity, no matter what kind it is. No athlete is going to go through a career spot-free. And mine just happened to have come at a very unfortunate time in my high school career. Um, I remember everyone, uh, there was, I think it was like the Lacrosse Tribune or some newspaper had me on the front page and said like, here's the event she's going to run. Like, keep an eye out for this girl. Like this is her last go around as a Wassa West athlete. And I was like, okay, like, here we go. Like I know throughout the season I had battled injury. I, um, the same injury and I just couldn't seem to shake it. I never had to deal with any type of, you know, chronic injury before. And I didn't really have like that trainers that I have here now at Texas. So, um, yeah, it was really hard to go through all of that but uh you know looking back I'm glad that I went through it it made me stronger I wish it could have gone a different way and I could have achieved all those goals that I had and all of my events and kind of going out um uh in a better way you know um but yeah like despite how painful it is to kind of think back on that um like I said I'm glad it happened because you know just one step further to my big, big goals. And I'm glad that I kind of had like a great, like four or three year career, I guess, because senior year didn't really go that well um, to back myself up on on that, that last season.
0: It makes sense. And, and I specifically remember the state championships. We were all anticipating this huge event. Obviously, we knew you had gone through some injuries throughout the season. We were sitting there. We were waiting. And then the news came down and I don't, I didn't see you. I don't know if my reporter saw you, but we definitely saw your sister and how heartbroken she was. What were the emotions that went through your head? Cause we remember seeing her broken, but what were the emotions that went through your head?
1: When you're an athlete, you're very intuitive um, and superstitious. And, I remember going to the state track because we always take the very scenic bus ride route and I always get pumped up, but there's something in the back of my head was off and it wasn't negativity. It wasn't like, oh, like I'm nervous. I I don't know if I'm going to do that. Well, it was like this ominous something. I didn't know what it was, but it just was always there. and I couldn't shake it. My coach was like, there's something off with you. You're normally not like this. You know, I was just trying. I was keeping my uh, teammates positive. I was getting excited. I was, you know, hyping myself up. But I knew something was off. Something just didn't feel correct. And it came out um, in the hundred meter hurdle prelim, my first race of the the meet, where my hamstring kind of blew out a little bit. And I was, I knew exactly what it was because I had experienced it like two other times within the season. It's painful, and. I was like, okay, this is it, like, this is how it's gonna end. And I just had to make peace with it right there and then, but it was just painful to watch the rest of the field blow by as um, the meet had just started. And um, just like hearing the crowd, like gasp, you know, like, you know, like any athlete, you know, taking a digger in a hurdle or falling, you know, but um, like hearing them like gasp, I was like me, like, okay, this is how it's gonna end. And it's upsetting. But um, it's just how it's got to be. But yeah, um, it was definitely painful for not me, but also my family who had watched me go through this great career and like have this like epitome ending, but not be able to. It was it, it sucked, but, you know, got to go through that tough stuff.
0: And, and you'd say you got to go through that tough stuff. How did that build your character moving forward as you go to a career in Texas?
1: Right, you know, I had... Have- take it for granted all the times I've been healthy. I never had to deal with significant injury ever. I've been so blessed for that as a, as a young athlete, because, you know, if you're injured as a young athlete, that can like, you know, just mess up your motivation and like your connection with the sport that you're in. So I never had that rupturing of connection with my sport and athletics. So I'm, I'm glad that it happened later in my career because I know I have that strong connection and, um, but it was definitely like wow. Like I took ran all those years. That I could just run and not have to worry about. Oh my God, am I gonna get hurt? I don't feel good today. So I'm so blessed to you know be running now. Like I just suffered a a foot injury and I couldn't compete all indoor season. So it's kind of like repeating itself in a way. But I know that these things happen for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. And I know I'm going to come out stronger and I know how to deal with injury a little bit better having experienced it my senior year. And then just recently in my sophomore year here at Texas.
0: So let's, you talked about the recruiting process a little earlier. Obviously that probably picked up steam your junior year and went into your senior year. How many schools, how many letters, what was the process like?
1: It was pretty intense uh, leading up to my junior year. I mean, I had been recruited all throughout my my uh, high school career, very lightly. You know, there's certain rules and things, but the first day that schools could come knocking on my door, or send letters, make phone calls, they did, and it was it was very humbling. You know, like oh wow, like all these schools are they know me. Like it was it was nice to know that what I've been doing was n- uh, nationally recognized. Um, It was manageable up until um, I competed for the IAAF U-20 World Championship team and making that team just accelerated this process even more. Um, As I left the meet, I was getting texts and phone calls from schools I'd never heard of, schools that I probably couldn't even get into. I was just like, what in the world? Like, I thought I had a handle on this process a little bit. And then it was just like, boom. But like, it was just, you know, it was really cool to like hear from all these different schools um but I was always so blessed to have all these different options and kind of narrow it down and never have to worry about oh like I really like the school but they're not talking to me like like I had a, every option that I could want and i like looking back I was just so blessed that not every athlete has that opportunity and it was, it was really cool to just you know go through that even despite being stressed and having to leave school for a weekend and like miss class and miss a cross country meet and miss all these cool things that my senior year kind of held. But yeah, it was, it was really cool. And looking back um, I think I, my parents helped me so much kind of keep everything in track. Cause you go through so many of these visits, you're like, is this the same? Is this different? You know, but it was, yeah, it was really cool.
0: Yeah. And, and then you chose Texas, but what about Texas? stuck out. UT, what did they do that made them above and beyond? Was it the campus? Was it the way they recruited you? What specifically drew you in?
1: So it's actually kind of like a funny story how I chose Texas. I was pretty set on Stanford in California. Um, That was my fourth official visit at the time. And I had verbally committed to that school. And they told me, okay, if you verbally commit, how about we just cancel your Texas visit? We'll get you set up here. And I was like, huh? You know, I feel like I owe it to Texas. They came to my house, came to my meets, like, you know, like invested time in me. So I feel like I should invest time in them as well. It just seems only fair because I'd done that with every other school. And I just want to keep my options open because you never know. And it just goes to show that, yeah, you do never know. So I, despite Stanford's wishes, I went on my Texas visit and I realized that. California is a lot different than Wisconsin and Texas just seems a little bit more like home and I I think I was when I had gone on my Stanford visit I was just so in awe by the beauty and the academics and just the prestige of the university that my family you know core values had kind of been blurred a little bit and going to Texas and getting refocused on what truly matters like helped me decide that Texas was the place I wanted to be, and not only because of I felt more at home, but um, my coach, Edric Floreal, is one of the world-renowned hurdle coaches um, within the track circles all around the world. The support and academic staff are unmatched, and the team really um, is, is, is my second family. And so because of all those reasons, I, I decided to come to Texas and forego going to such a prestigious university that everyone's like, oh, Stanford, Stanford, Stanford. You know, behind the flashiness, there the, it has its own, obviously, benefits. Like Stanford, anyone would want to go to Stanford. And I got a lot of, I guess, confusion from people who had heard that I had gotten in and got recruited and got scholarship offers from them and decided just not to go. Um, They're like, what are you thinking? You, you had this opportunity to go to this great school. You know, it really comes down to where you're most comfortable. Cause if you're not comfortable, if you're not happy somewhere, you're not going to be successful.
0: And now we're about a year and a half down the line where mm-hmm. you've been at Texas and gotten to experience it obviously in some strange times, but
1: <laughs> yeah. very strange.
0: <laughs> but how do you feel about your decision now that you're about a year and a half in,
1: you know, I'm glad I came here. It's definitely uh, I've realized that being far away from home can sometimes be a challenge just cause I'm so family oriented but I was able to go home a few times last year when before COVID hit and it just kind of been weird you know I got to experience about a half of my freshman year here at Texas the rest at home without the rest of my season and then COVID had restricted a lot of the typical activities that we can participate in here at school like football games and just like it's just different so I feel like I haven't even really started here It's, it's odd I'm almost done with I'm almost halfway done with school here and I feel like I'm still a freshman I, I really do and I can't wait for the day that things can go back to normal and I can experience a Texas that I had fell in love with when I first came on campus but um as for track um it's been great uh, since I've been here we've won two indoor conference championships um we're on our way to winning an outdoor conference championship and compete at the national level for a national championship and just that that hype that we have and the potential that my team has um, is very exciting, even despite you can't get together, you can't do all the team stuff you want to do, you can't go to football games, all this bull crap, you know. I'm excited because I know that when all this ends, whenever it ends, it's going to be good.
0: Let's talk about the COVID situation, because that's what intrigues me the most, because it happened your freshman year, I believe, right? Your first year there, you get through your indoor season, you're like, hey, this is great, we're having fun, and then it all shuts down, and you outdoor season got completely axed. So what was that like when you're, obviously everybody went through sacrifices at this time, but when all of a sudden you're like, I'm in Texas, I'm nowhere near home, and we're in the middle of a pandemic,
1: yeah, it was absolutely insane. So I had qualified for the four by four for nationals, my freshman year, and we were actually in Albuquerque, New Mexico, warming up for the day before the track meet, before it all went down. And we were all in this stadium, and we hear over the loudspeaker. Hey guys, uh go home. Your season not only is this meet canceled, but the rest of your season's canceled. See you later. And we're like what? what, what just happened? So everyone's confused. Everyone's upset. Ever multiple people's careers had just ended right then and there, and obviously, like we, some people have gotten extra eligibility because of that. But we flew flew home the next day. Everyone was pissed off and confused and sad. And when we got back, we had every sports team at Texas had a meeting with our athletic directors, saying, "Hey, like." It's it's over, guys. You got to go home now and continue school. And we'll figure it out, and we'll see you next next fall. And it was very confusing. Yeah, it, things were just going so well for me at the time. And I was the next week we were going heading to Florida as a team for a spring break uh, trip, having a track meet, and then coming back to compete in my first Texas relays and compete in my first 400 meter hurdle race as a Longhorn. And at the time, I was in great shape. Had great speed, great condition. I think we just going so well, and to have that all kind of end very abruptly, it was very off-putting. But I trained so hard over the summer, and like a, like just like an injury, you take for granted all the times that you can compete. So now coming this year, fall went great, and then I got an injury, and so it's just been ups and downs, and like just crazy stuff that's been going on. So that has been hard, especially. Not being able to like go home, just like recuperate because I can't even go home. Like I'm kind of like stuck here <laughs> in a way. I mean, it, you know, it's good. I got a whole like track family here. But yeah, it's been kind of tough. Definitely some of the most tough psychological and physical stress that I've ever experienced in my life. But I know like, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And when all this stuff ends and we can get back to normal, it's going to be something to be reckoned with.
0: Did you stay on campus when the pandemic hit or did you come back here to Wassa?
1: I came back to Wassa. They kicked us out of the dorms. Wow. Everyone was just sent home. They're like, "Yeah, just get out of here." <laughs> yeah, so my I called my parents and they booked me a flight for the next morning. And at the time, they weren't sure if how long this stuff would end. So I had left a lot of my stuff in my dorm, and I packed up like a couple weeks worth of clothes and some practice stuff put my spikes in there. I'm like, okay, we'll be away for a few weeks. I'll keep training and then we'll come back. Cause that the talk was, Hey, like maybe we'll be able to miss like a few meets and come back for conference and then finish out the season. Obviously that did not go at all. And my dad and I had ended up coming back, um, in the middle of May to go back into my dorm, grab all the rest of my clothes And move out and move it all into a duplex that I was going to be living in, like now, in my sophomore year. It was just absolutely crazy. Like when we got back there, my other roommate had already moved out. And it was just like very eerie and creepy because like this is just how I left it months before when I thought I was coming back.
0: That's so crazy. So what did you do training wise? Did you train here at West then or did you, okay, that would make sense. Yeah,
1: I did train at West. I know um, they had just gotten a new track and when I had gone back, it was (laughs) the middle of March. (laughs) So it was pretty cold and it was kind of hard to go from the heat of Texas right back into the cold of Wisconsin and train as hard as I um, was expected to, just in case we were to come back for the rest of our season Um, But my dad was always out there and it was kind of hard to adjust and get back to like living at home, but also doing online school now, which is something I wasn't used to. And so managing my academic schedule and also keep my training up to where it's supposed to be. um, And then trying to get into a weight room that is closed because everyone freaked out. Yeah, it was it was crazy. And as the summer went along, things got better and I got kind of got in a schedule and I realized more and more that. Um, Covid, it has obviously had more of an effect than I thought it would. Yeah, it was very crazy times.
0: What was the training like? Did your coaches send you a list of things you needed to work on and lift on, even though you were struggled to find a weight room?
1: Yeah, they were. They worked with us very well. Um, our coach sends out like a weekly email. He's like, okay, uh, here's our practice time and be there. That's how it was when we were here. And then when we got back home, he had, he's the best coach, one of the best coaches I've ever had. And he had detailed lists for every single person. This is what you're going to work on. This is how far you need to space the hurdles. This is the time you need to hit. Like, send me videos. Like, he was like a coach away from home and he was so supportive. And I stuck to it and I ended up improving a lot despite not having him there and kind of doing things hodgepodge with the things that I had. But yeah, it was a very, despite being kind of weird and inconvenient it was a good experience to kind of get back home and do my thing and just kind of be isolated in a track world where I'm just practicing and focusing on myself
0: now you're in your first outdoor season for college which is weird to think about because you're halfway almost halfway done as you said how do you feel this season has been going so far outside of the injury you had your first Texas relays I believe this weekend
1: Yeah, my first Texas Relays ever was uh, just yesterday. Um, I had just gotten off of a stress reaction in my foot, which happened, I want to say, like, in December. And we had a couple weeks to be back home. And I was like, oh, okay, like, my foot, it's kind of sore, like, whatever. Got back, got an MRI, found out it was a stress reaction. I was like, what next? What next? All right, world, who hates me up there, you know, like. Um, so I had spent January, February and beginning of March trying to get back from this injury and it was just prolonged and then turned into like a tendon irritation, which is very painful, which I'm still kind of battling to this day and just kind of managing it just to be able to compete at meets. And um uh, my coach and I, my trainers decided that Texas relays would be my first meet to be back. And we kind of took things slow. I run the 800. I don't really run the 800 at all. Obviously I'm a 400, 400 meter hurdle girl, but we wanted something kind of harmless that I could get the rust off my legs and get back into competition. And I guess one of the most surprising things about competing again in over a year and a half was like how like off sync I felt because I had been out of competition for so long and normally like when you're in competition frequently, you kind of like, you have your mental cues, you have your, your superstitions, your patterns, your, your schedule. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like it feels like I've never ran before. So that was something that was kind of surprised me that I'm currently working on to get back to where I need to be, to be national champion and um, do very well this season. But I'm glad that I was able to compete. So blessed that my foot felt good and I was able to run. Like I know, And obviously there's things I need to work on. I was just cross training um, for those, those past two months. So to get my speed back and um, condition is going to be a a battle, but I'm ready for it.
0: How, how much more season do you have left in the outdoor?
1: Well, that was like, I want to say like our second or third meet for our outdoor season. We'll have a meet next weekend at Ole Miss or I'm sorry, here. And then Ole Miss. And then, A few others, we have a conference meet, regionals and nationals. So like outdoor season's very limited. So I kind of got to get on top of my stuff here very quickly. Um, But I don't doubt that I will be right where I need to be to be up there with the top competition this season because my coach, he, he knows what he's doing. His tagline is Flo knows. Flo does know. He like, you know, like I came out, ran a 209, which isn't anything super special in college but I did that through swimming and biking and cross training. And I had one week on the track and I was able to do that. And so he knows what he's doing. And I don't doubt that I'm going to be where I need to be, to be up there and compete for a national championship in the 400 hurdles this year.
0: Well, we're almost done here, but I just have a couple more questions, but what, what are, what, what are some of your superstitions that you do? I know you mentioned them a few times, so I'm kind of curious what they are.
1: So let me think. I, I, because I haven't been able to compete so much in college, like I'm kind of in the works of developing them. You know, they kind of just come out of nowhere and you're like, oh, that worked. I did rain well. I'm going to keep doing it. So, but um, I guess some in high school that I had, I always had to have my mom double braid my hair, throw that in in a ponytail, always use the same ponytails. I would eat Swedish fish um, during the meet, like, you know, because I competed from the beginning of the meet all the way to the end, the long jump 400, four by four, 200, like it was just spaced out. And I really didn't have enough time to like eat like a meal or anything. And I was so nervous. I didn't even want to do that. So I'd eat Swedish fish. Um, that's the top candy at top tier. I'd always wear the same socks when I would compete. Always had to have the same type of shoes. Um, I love those neon spikes and neon jaw flies by Nike with the gold bottoms iconic
0: <laughs> pristine
1: yes pristine. great great piece of equipment right there i feel that's a, what's so great about being an athlete is that you can kind of become your own person or alter ego on the track and you can develop it how you want and no one can judge you because everyone else has their own quirk too so i'm excited to see where it goes as i can compete more for the longhorns and see what i who i become
0: and now we know why you chose between Stanford and Texas. You wanted to go somewhere with Nike so you could wear those shoes. But, uh, oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. But uh, the last question I have is you have two years, two and a half years left, three years. I mean, eligibility is all wacky right now. So right. you can do whatever you want. But what do you want from yourself? As you move forward in the final two and a half, three, four, whatever years it is left here at Texas?
1: My first and foremost goal is to be a national champion in the 400 meter hurdles. And I want to do that this year. And despite having a lot of adversity um, through COVID, through injury, like I'm more motivated than ever to be on top. So once I accomplish that, like I'd I like to obviously have a team championship. Um, Just become a better athlete, a better person, get through school well, make connections, you know, um, just kind of optimize my time here at Texas because it's such a great school with so many opportunities and they really treat their student athletes so well. So I really want to maximize all of those things that they have given us and just have a good time. And like, it's kind of been hard to do that because of all these restrictions that we have on our social lives and even athletics. So once all this stuff ends, I just want to kind of make up for all the time that I had lost, having to stay inside and restrict who I hang out with and all that stuff that college is all about. Yeah, I just want to have a good time, but also be successful on the track and in the classroom as
0: well. And I I do have one more addition. Obviously, if you want to be a national champion, there's Bigger aspirations because national champions end up going to Olympic trials, and Olympic trials end up going to be Olympians. So, what is your mission overall on the track? Is it to be an Olympian? Is it to go to the Olympics?
1: Absolutely. It, ever since I have started track, that has been my goal. I remember the first time I watched the Olympics. I remember walking into the living room, and I was like, "Hey, look at this." I remember we were watching track and field. I forget what year it was, maybe like. Shoot, like 2008, 2012. I can't remember. I remember, I'm like, wow, that's you know, that's really cool. He's like, yeah, that can be you someday. I was like, you know what? I'm I want to do that. I want everything that I do. I want to be the best. You know, like if it's in school, I want to write the best paper. I want to, I want to do my best. Like, you know, why cut yourself short when you can see what you can do? So much of people's potential is lost because they doubt themselves and just don't want to work hard. But if I know that I have the opportunity and the skills and motivation to do something, I'm going to do it. That's always been the goal, but hopefully by the end of the season, I'll have the Olympic standard in the 400 meter hurdles and I'll be able to compete in Eugene shortly after the national championships. And my coach also has those same aspirations for me. So he's pushing me to do that along the way. And hopefully if uh, God permits and my foot permits, I'll be competing at Tokyo this summer.
0: The countdown is on. We all can't wait to see Jaworski take the track in Tokyo in about 100 days. If you have an idea for the Highlight Zone podcast, feel free to reach us at sports at WSAW.com. We'd love to hear from you.